0: welcome to fucking candy land hosted by rampage and gemini Welcome to Candyland. Yes, welcome back. Looking like a lollipop. Good morning. Yes, so we are so excited to tap in. We had our bonus episode. I actually went through yesterday and re listened to all of the episodes, and I'm just so fulfilled right now I feel so inspired I feel so grateful and really motivated yeah and I feel like every episode that we've done so
1: far it all ties together within like the theme and the energy but then all of the messages are different and so when I re-listened too because we had that long car ride um, I felt like I was able to pull out different things out of different episodes but they somehow correlated together so I love that for us
0: Yes, there was like a sequence of different conversations that were all strung together throughout each episode, but they were all very different, but connected, so I really love how we are improvising we're not really planning too much we're just like what does spirit want us to talk about. What is spirit guiding us to talk about? And we're keeping it really current. We vowed to never record too far in advance because as things change collectively on the daily, we wanted to keep everything very fresh and relevant.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that lets us like you're saying, do what, like the messages that spirit has for that moment in time. And if we record too far in advance, I feel like we're just repeating the same message because it almost feels like it's the same message and lesson that's repeatedly like, okay, well, are you going to get that yet? Are we going to talk about that and move on? And we don't want to be staying in that like stagnant old ass energy.
0: My email, I told her, I turned off notifications. So there's a notification from Spirit letting us know that we're going to repeat that again and again until (laughs) everyone catches on. And don't be hard on yourself if you're just starting out and you're fresh and you're trying to implement new techniques or new things that you're learning. And that's what we want to dive into today. Having mentors, having classes, reading about topics that generally just interest you. And kind of teaching yourself the things that you never learned and not making excuses as to why you don't know something, but taking accountability and action towards learning more.
1: Yeah. And I think people get overwhelmed because they think of where they want to be instead of um, thinking about the steps that it takes in order to get there, like having a vision, having a goal of what you want your like spirit to feel like what you want your world to be like around you and the environment that you want to be on it's good to have a vision for that but it's also important that we talk about steps that it takes to lead up to that because the person that you think is like holy shit that's who I want to be like my spiritual mentor well baby they're going to classes they're doing things they're reading too and they once started somewhere going that seems very overwhelming
0: my mentor told me one time that it is a huge red flag for her if she meets someone that is a practitioner and she asks them, you know, who do you study under or who who mentors you or what classes are you taking? And they are like, oh no, you know, just self-taught or it's inherited or, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, okay, and goes on about her day. But she knows for a fact that she doesn't want a reading from that person and will not generally reach out to that person for spiritual guidance. And that really stuck with me because I've had a mentor since literally day one. If it wasn't for my mentor pushing me to this point, I wouldn't be serving my soul purpose the way that I am. But she has really put a lot into perspective for me overall throughout the last four years. But knowing that there is like a standard in the spiritual community for people that have been doing it for a long time on who they trust opened my eyes that like I wanted to ground down in my own power so I could be someone that people trust and relate to and understand um, that it's not just about money or whatever.
1: That's why we said in one of our earlier episodes that you have to research whoever you get readings from and actually check out that person instead of, oh, well, they have a gift and they said that they would do a reading and I'm really desperate for something right now. So yeah, go ahead and read me because that person who isn't being guided by anybody or anything, um, that person can just tap into your energy and do whatever they want with that. And there's nothing grounding them. There's nothing that they don't know how to release your energy at the end or how to make sure that they're actually giving you exactly what you're looking for. Because again, they don't have somebody who's guided them on that. They're just out here free balling it with their gift. And I don't want somebody shooting in the dark, trying to tap into ancestors or anything for me. I'm good off that.
0: Honestly, I feel like spirit led me to some of the most amazing spiritual practitioners that I've never had like a bad run with someone because I just trust my internal guidance so much that spirit really has opted me out of a lot of bullshit in the spiritual community.
1: Yeah. But I also feel like you specifically are putting your energy into very certain things and very select kinds of people. And so I feel like you have that protection around you because you're constantly seeking out a very specific vibration. And if people don't match it, you literally just move on and you don't pay any mind to that.
0: Yes. Energetic matches. That's a lot of what energy is, is getting into your own energy. So you can then reflect that to the universe. And then the universe will deliver that energy back to you, whether it's good, bad. And I think um, we've talked about this a few different times about being hanging out with people being those people regardless if you're doing the same things you just associate with a lower vibration you become that lower vibration and it's so crucial to just stay in your power so you can attract what you want but so many people don't know how to be single or be lonely or be sad to get through these uncomfortable emotions and desires and all of these elements that is a spiritual journey, that is an awakening journey. And I think the moment everything shifted for me was when I was tired of my own bullshit. And then I started surrounding myself with people who inspired me and were elevating and had changed the trajectory of their own story and life with spirituality.
1: Yeah. And you're always, you know, by, by seeking out those people who have changed their own lives in this certain ways that's also finding mentors. I think that when people think of mentors, they only think of somebody that like you're paying money to, that's like, I'm going to teach you about this. Whereas a mentor truly can be somebody who also have. okay. So for me, I have a mediumship mentor. I've told you about that. And I haven't, I haven't taken classes with her, like sat down specifically and paid her money to take classes. But she gives me knowledge all the time and tells me books that I should read and tells me different ways that she goes into channeling and things like that. And so I think that there are the people around you that you include into your life can be mentors. And we do that subconsciously, which is why it's so important that the people that are in our circle are the people who are giving us valuable lessons. Because you can also have negative mentors who are always talking about a negative vibration and pulling you down some kind of way. And you're literally being led into whatever mind frame they're in.
0: Leadership is key on your own journey, is taking lead of your own path. And spirit will then guide you to every single destination and pit stop along the way that is meant for you. And I think so many people don't trust the uncomfortable changes or positions that the universe puts them in that are really meant to challenge them and show them strength and vulnerability and compassion and forgiveness. That's why a lot of the time people just get stuck in pity and wallow, and they just stay in those low vibrations. And then that attracts more situations that make them feel like that.
1: I also think that there's a big disconnect of people not understanding when spirit is trying to lead them into something. If you have the same message over and over and over and over and over and and you're miserable where you are or with what you're doing and you keep on having, let's say it's a job and you keep on having, you know, these, these job ads popping up on your phone, that spirit being like, yo, we need to remove ourselves from that. But again, people don't want to be uncomfortable. So they see that and they're like, why do you keep on sending the messages? I already have a job. Okay. Well, you didn't even realize that was spirit trying to say that this job's going to pay you $10 more an hour and you're not going to be so miserable, but you just sit there and think that, you
0: know, it all, no problem. That's 1000%. Like, and it's so disappointing to see people that you care about, not even recognize these issues. And you know, sometimes you just want to shake someone and like, tell them to wake up. But the thing is, is you can't wake people up. And I think in my practice, in the very beginning, I set the intention that I only wanted to attract clients that wanted to do the work. Like, I didn't want to attract a bunch of people that like want to banter or go back and forth or be like, well, Joey is my twin flame. Because I'll be honest, I've had plenty of readings where someone wants to talk twin flame energy with a person and I'll just straight up their spirit team so that's not your twin flame. And I'm sure to some people in their mind, they're like, wow, I wanted this to be that so bad, but I knew it wasn't. Like they knew it wasn't, that's why they had to get confirmation from a psychic, whether it was or wasn't. And then I've had readings where it's like, oh yeah, this is karmic, like past life and you know it. And so there's just so many different levels to the journey. And so many people want to make things fit. That just don't fit. You've outgrown it. It just maybe never fit. It was a mask. It was an illusion. It was fake. And people just don't know when to let go of those illusions. So they stay stuck and blinded. The universe is constantly communicating, whether that's animals, numbers, colors, sounds, music, it doesn't matter. The universe has constantly got a message for you. And if you're listening, then you're going to be getting those messages. My gosh, I'm thinking
1: about it now that we're talking. And I wonder how boring it is for people who like, don't pay attention to those signs all the time, because we'll literally text for 10 minutes. And we're like, boom, 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 20 signs. Okay, bye. Talk to you tomorrow. (laughs)
0: Literally, I get so many signs from the universe that I used to try to write down a lot of them, or I would keep them. I have like a folder in my phone where I keep numbers and pictures and just different things that I want to keep together. And you could literally just go through that folder and type in like seven, seven, seven. And I bet there'd be like 15 notes. that's like saw seven, 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 29 times today or whatever. And it's wild to me that I've been doing that for several years now and how much of it is repeat signs. Like it's like once you develop the language of the universe, they then use that language for you. They then talk and speak through those symbols and signs.
1: Literally as you were talking and we're right here talking to each other. So you're not posting anything. I just got a notification on Instagram saying rampage and look like, at like a lollipop just posted five new photos about inspiration.
0: Wow. <laughs> the universe is constantly throwing signs. And I know that all the All that you need to do to get where you want to be is to stop telling yourself lies, stop hiding behind illusion, and stop covering or masking your thoughts with drugs and alcohol.
1: The drugs and alcohol one. I also think that uh, too many people limit themselves because of what the opinions of people in their life are going to be well you know who does she think she is all of a sudden deciding that she doesn't want to do this anymore and she wants to do that oh she you know he thinks he's better than everybody or whatever it is everybody always has something to say when you're doing bad somebody has something to say about it when you start elevating somebody has something to say about it and so i think that a huge crucial part is literally getting comfortable being in your own skin and doing whatever makes you proud of yourself And not giving a fuck what the people around you have to say, because I promise you, there will always be somebody who has to say something. And if you are letting yourself be controlled by the naysayers, you let yourself be controlled by that jealous, negative, toxic energy that we talked about last time, where we said that breeds the same exact thing in the same way that love and light, you know, breeds love and light. Negativity and darkness is going to fuel that too. And so you have to be careful what kind of energy you're putting in your tank to fuel you up.
0: In addition to the people you're around, it really is how you feel about yourself. Because if you feel good about what you're doing and you feel good and inspired about your actions, you're going to care less and less about how people react or perceive that because you will be too busy living your best life, too busy thriving, too busy to care. And one of my favorites too cute to care because at the end of the day, the people that are hating hate themselves. They hate their life. They hate everything they're doing. So therefore when they see you living your truth, it triggers their own illusions and their own insecurities. And that's why so many people are being held back by their best friend or their boyfriend or whoever, because it's, It be your own people, it sometimes just be your own people that are keeping you small and making sure that you don't excel past a certain limit. Because if you begin to recognize or own your own power, you will leave them inevitably. And that's just because that will become your truth. You will see your truth. You will see you're better than that.
1: By the way, that's exactly what should happen you should constantly be seeking a new higher vibration and old energies should be falling behind. And it doesn't mean that they're like awful negative people in your life who are just there for bad. Some people just grow to a certain point and they can't grow any more than that. And you will notice who those people are when you start doing better. And like I said, it doesn't mean that that's like a negative person who should never be in your life anymore, but certain people are going to fall off and that needs to happen. And the more that you try to hold on to people who really aren't really serving you a fucking purpose anymore. Anyways, you're just trying to show that. I I feel like in that moment, you're just showing that you're uncomfortable with your own self and your own purpose. And so you have to hold on to people who will try to direct for you. And I, I think that Women, a lot of times we get led into we have to do what somebody else is saying and be controlled in a certain way, and you can't post like that, or you can't do like that, or you can't do these things. And I have noticed that the women around me it takes them a little bit longer to get out of their shell because of kind of that programming. Um, but I feel like we fly the most when we get to be free, if that makes
0: sense. I saw something and it said that the divine masculine will fail in a situation where they're not heard and a divine feminine will fail in a situation where they're not seen basically meaning that like a lot of people are listening but they're not hearing you and a lot of people you know they like you, but they don't see you or whatever and how you can find balance because we're all made up of those masculine and feminine energies, regardless of gender. And I think that so many people at this time are waking up to, wow, my life is hella imbalanced and I'm hella triggered by certain aspects that are stemming from childhood trauma. (laughs) And the more that we all begin to recognize our own shit and our own flaws and not be afraid of those and not try to mask or hide or, you know, get rid of them, but understand them differently. And that then will help us understand one another differently. It's interesting that you said that. Um, When you
1: just talked about the past traumas, it made me think about, I, I wanna say it was our bonus episode where we were talking about mental health and we were talking about like, you know, getting diagnoses, but then figuring out, okay, so you say, this is like how my brain works. So let me figure this out over here. And with the past trauma things, there are so many books that you can get that talk about, you know, different ways to handle past traumas of things and literally retraining your brain. And they're not boring books. Um, I'll have to find one of them that I have, but there are so many different books that, and things that you can do that help with like raising your vibration and healing from things that I don't think people even realize are a resource. Um, there was this book that I read um, specifically about um, borderline personality, and it didn't go through like, oh, and you have this problem, and this is what's going on here, and you know all the negative things. It was okay, so it stems from this kind of childhood trauma. And this is how you can think about these certain things in this situation, or this is how you're coming off to people and how you can adjust that. And I think that that's all part of like a shadow work journey that I I think that somebody, people are waiting for something to like smack them in the face and be like, and this is the spiritual path that you need to be on. And literally every little step that you're taking to elevate your own self is part of your shadow work, reading and figuring out, okay, so how do I, um, you know, get through these kinds of things when I'm feeling this way? Or how do I, you know, not live in a fear-based mentality all the time? There's so many different options. I like books and I like listening to um, like YouTube motivations when I feel super overwhelmed, like I can't get through things and just, you know, getting advice on, on switching your mindset.
0: I personally, the first like two years of my spiritual awakening went into like hella curiosity and hella questioning everything in my life, everything in the world. And it sent me down so many rabbit holes to the point where I know for a fact, that's where I tapped into the collective consciousness. It was like where I figured out what I was supposed to be doing. It was where I figured out why everything that was happening was a product of my own imagination about those situations and how I was letting the past really live rent-free in my current reality and influence everything. Like I could see where my trauma was making decisions for me or giving me limiting beliefs about the setbacks or the situations that were in my life that things maybe weren't happening the way I wanted them to happen. And I realized why I wasn't getting what I wanted at that time. And so when you go into those curiosity, imaginative moments, it's like, don't judge yourself the whole time, because then you're going to give up, then you're going to feel worthless or hopeless, but you have to be curious, not judgmental and explore your subconscious and the shadow work and the eye-opening experience of the shadow work will change you in itself. But hands down, you're going to have to get sober for that ride. And a lot of people aren't in line because they're not trying to give up. Alcohol and whatever. And I'm not saying that like I'm some holy lady that doesn't believe in recreational activities, but I don't believe it as a way of escaping your everyday reality. I don't see what you all are celebrating every weekend. I don't see why you're spending all your money on these activities when they don't better your life, but you refuse to spend 50 bucks on a reading or 20 bucks on a book or. $300 300 or $3,000 on a class. You know, invest in yourself and your dreams and get serious about the next 10 years of your life, and you will be a different person who is then awakened to their sole purpose, who can help others along the way by being yourself.
1: I don't like to be in positions that make me misrepresent myself. And I feel like drinking makes me misrepresent myself. Because whatever filter you have day to day goes away. I don't care who you are. When you're drinking and you get enough drinks in, you're gonna be super relaxed with what's going on. You're allowing whatever energy to
0: just come in and go. So I feel like you're out your aura. When you drink, you thin your aura, meaning your protective barrier around your your essence and your soul and your body is thinned. It gets holes in it.
1: Yeah, and then everybody around you's aura is also thin and you guys are just out here mingling amongst each other, letting whatever chaotic energy comes in and I don't fuck with that. Um also I don't know why but so often this week people keep on talking about like being nervous about tapping in with spirit because of like demons and negative energy. And I just got to say like for me, and and you can say what this is for you, Paige, but for me, I seriously feel like that is a plan that people have made so that you focus on certain, like, certain mindsets that are limiting. And so that you pray in one specific way and you don't ever try and do anything for your own self and expand your own spirit because, Oh no, that could be scary. And that could be dangerous because I literally feel like a whole complete fulfilled soul is such, um, is a real danger and weapon to people who really seek like a negative lower vibration and holding people, um, controlled.
0: Very fear based consciousness. It's very fear based in programming. And we have a real spiritual war happening. And if you're allowing the darkness to convince you that your own spirituality or your own divinity is bad or toxic or negative in any way, you are letting them rob you of your spiritual destiny. And I promise you the reason the world is in its current states is because 63% of the population are numb and fucked up. And the other 37% are trying to wake up in a world that wants to keep them asleep. Reference, don't quote me on the numbers, but that's what spirit said, and that's what we're going with. So, therefore, there's an off balance. Even if we could get to 50 50, we would be way better off. But that's why they shove all of these toxins and foods and things down your throat. And I'm here to tell you, I saw something yesterday and it said, if the food was created after the 1900s, do not eat it. And I was like, wow. You know, what's funny that you're mentioning food. And I, I was
1: literally thinking about this on our drive yesterday. So for me, um, and you eat kind of the same way, like I don't eat processed stuff. I'm very specific about what I eat and I'm very, uh, anyways, no fillers. And I will get comments like, "Oh, you're, you're bougie eating or, Oh, you can only eat there because like, you're really special. And like, you're not going to do like drive drive throughs and whatever, And I'm like, how is doing the very basic, like eating what
0: you should be eating as a human being? How is that bougie? I've been trying to take better care of my body just for the simple fact that food lowers your vibration. And Mm -hmm. once again, if your body is spending so much time, like I would never be able to like eat a foot long from Subway and sit down and do a reading because your body is trying to process all of that fake food. All of that's fake. All of that is fake. And you should stop eating Subway literally yesterday. And at this time, we are being bogged down with just so much stuff for our body to process, whether that's trauma, fear-based propaganda, food, alcohol, whatever, so you don't even have time to tap in. Your third eye can't even open because your body is literally spending every ounce of energy to break down everything that you're putting into it or consuming.
1: I literally feel like food is fear-based propaganda. If you eat this, then oh my gosh, why are you so big? Why are you whatever? Her body looks like that because they're eating this. But then if you're not eating those things, then it's, you think you're better than everybody and whatever. And well, I'm not going to be able to eat anything there because they're not going to have anything that I can have. So literally both of those things are on two opposite spectrums and they're both fear-based mindsets.
0: One of my friends is vegan and he was telling me how like so many men are just different people will try to make fun of him for being vegan and how it's hard for him to make friends who aren't vegan because if he goes to like a Hispanic restaurant, he can only have like beans or in chips or whatever, yep. rice, I guess. And, you know, he was just talking about how people will then like kind of gaslight him or make fun of him or tease him about what he's eating. Like a man is supposed to eat meat and all these things. So it is making sense exactly what you're saying, which I think will put the pieces together for a lot of people on what we're talking about is called intuitively eating, meaning that you're listening to your body. Like for instance, I went to a birthday breakfast um, on my 30th birthday I went to breakfast and it was early. It was like, you know, 930 in the morning of which I normally don't eat anything heavy until afternoon. I will eat like an apple in the morning or a yogurt, but I'm not going to just eat. I don't even eat pork. So I'm definitely not going to eat any breakfast sandwiches or anything like that. And I had a huge breakfast and I'll tell you all what it was. It was a crab cake, which my favorite Benedict. So it was like all of this, like ooey gooey eggs and crab and cheese. And it was amazing, but I'm telling you, I got home like an hour later and I felt sick for at least five hours that day on my birthday. And I was like the whole time beating myself up. Like, why did you eat that at nine 30 in the morning? Like, you know, better, you know, better, your body does not do that. Like your body wasn't made to get up and eat a hungry man's breakfast at 9. AM. And I, I, Shout out to anyone that is, that wakes up hungry like that, but no. And I was so sick and my body was like, well, that's your final lesson on what it really means to listen to your body and not to do what we told you not to do before you even committed to these plans.
1: Uh, So by no pork, like we're talking, no bacon, no nothing, or just like, like I don't eat because you know, I got a pig and I'm like very pig friendly. Um, but when it comes down to some bacon or some breakfast sausage, I will eat the shit out of that pig. Honestly, girl,
0: whenever I saw the viral videos of the factories, the swan factories of which I've been. Um, oh, yeah, I don't get commercialized
1: right.
0: meat. Yeah, well, I've been in some of those factories before but like i've never been in the swine one and when i started seeing the videos of all the pus and the disease and the carcasses and the rotting flesh on live animals mm, yeah it really kind of turned me off and then i thought all of the most spiritual like religions that are really based in a spiritual aspect although they have their deities and their things they don't eat pork so then i was like you know what this is something to do with a vibration thing. This isn't, this really is a dirty animal. Like this literally is because of all the disease. And I don't think it's like, oh, the dirty animal, you know, they play in the mud, whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like the disease, the manifestation mm-hmm. of disease. I think they're plagued for a reason. And I think that's actually, no offense to anyone who eats pork and is gonna get offended by this opinion. Cause I literally was raised on pork, ate pork my whole life until about a year ago. And I think I've maybe had it like, like on Christmas, I had a piece of ham and on Easter I had a piece of ham. And both times afterwards, I was like, I'm not doing that again, kind of thing. But it was like a holiday. My grandmother's made hams, you know how they feel like if you ain't going to eat all the food and I've Mm -hmm. ate ham my entire life. So to come all bougie, I was like, I'll just save face and get a little piece of ham, not talk about it right now. Cause my family already thinks that I'm they don't even know who I am, which is fine. Like, cause sometimes I don't even know who I am. I just know that I'm going in this direction and I'm not stopping for no one, but no bacon. Cause that's actually the worst part of a meat. Uh, fuck that. I've had it. It's the best part.
1: <laughs> no, um, to go on what you said. So I don't like commercialized meat. In general, I don't care if it's chicken. I don't care what it is. I watched Food Inc. one time. Those chickens have pussy titties. I'm not about it. But people think that it's really expensive for you to shop locally, local farms, local produce, whatever. It's not. It's the exact same price or even cheaper for you to get animals, regardless of what kind of animal it is, that was raised and killed humanely. Most places let you walk onto their farm and see it. I feel like if you're going to be eating animals anyways, you should be knowing where it comes from, what's going on with it, how that animal's raised. And then, same with produce, too. But that goes into I just think that you shouldn't be giving big stores and big corporations money that you could be spending to support small businesses and people doing their own thing anyways. When it comes to Christmas gifts, I don't order from big stores. I order from friends who make things or um, buy them readings or whatever. And when it comes to food, yeah, I don't, I don't be fucking with the, um, no. And by also, um, eating fast food, you're literally getting whatever meat they couldn't sell in the store that they were able to cut the cancer out of and grind up and feed to you. So don't eat a breakfast sandwich this morning from McDonald's. Thank you.
0: We're going to get off the food topic because this is sensitive for a lot of people, but this is our message. Quit talking shit to people over what they eat. I don't care if you eat pork. It really doesn't affect me. I'm not talking shit. I'm just stating facts. Look it up. But when you try to show people those things, they'll be like, I don't want to know. How many times have you tried to show one of your family members or friends something and they instantly are like, well, I don't want to know that or why?
1: Well, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to do
0: it anyways. Exactly. So I'm just putting my money where my mouth is, and I'm not going to preach something that I myself am not doing. Like, I wouldn't preach to people to get sober if I myself wasn't staying sober. It's just kind of like, you have to be the change you want to see. And the only way you can truly inspire people is to be a living, virtuous person who is doing the damn thing. No questions asked, not sleeping on themselves, not playing with their blessings, but doing it. not sleeping on themselves,
1: not playing with their blessings. And also like, if you're not imagine how much time gets wasted because you're drunk or impaired in general, and you're either doing fuckery or you're sitting there trying to sober up because you don't like the way that your body feels and you have something else that you have to do, be it you have to go home or you have to go and function and do something else. And that's a couple of hours that you could have. Here we go again,
0: read a book and elevate yourself. And it doesn't even have to be read a book. I personally like just looking up things or watching documentaries on like Egyptian culture or aliens or dinosaurs or literally all of the things that I have questions about. All of the things in history that are unexplainable is the first place that I go look. But I also read a lot of self-help books along the way like that changed my life. The Four Agreements is hands down one of the quickest reads. And it tells you the four agreements in life, which my favorite is don't take anything personally. And when you remove yourself from taking things personally, you don't get your feelings hurt when you don't get invited or you don't get included or you don't, um, you know, whatever. You just, you don't get that. And you don't take it personally because you realize a, everything isn't about you and B you realize where you stand with a lot of people. And it's not disrespect. It just becomes distance. And when you're, you're not being validated or seen, you just exit route. And so the four agreements changed my life because after learning that agreement, I stopped taking the non-invites or the non-support for my business or my dreams or whatever, I stopped taking it personally because I realized that a lot of those people that don't have that energy to extend to my dreams never even tried to chase their own. And the people who want to speak fear into my life, thinking that I need to stay in the same place for the next 40 years just to keep it safe, have got me fucked up. Have got me all the way fucked up.
1: I just wrote down that book because now I need to read it. Um, I also think that that goes into like, and I think we talked about this on the bonus episode, but victim mindsets and just assuming that things are being done around you to happen to you or that people are intentionally like leaving you out of things or being upset. And you could be totally up in arms about something that nobody even realized because again, their energy is it matched with yours to the point where they're trying to figure out how to seek you out and bring you in they're just doing whatever basic they need to be doing just to get through the day and that just may not include including other people
0: how are you staying very in your power in times of change because i know in the last like few months you've moved you've changed a lot you've shifted a lot so how are you staying grounded through all of the changes that life has been throwing at you good question um i'm
1: huge first of all i'm huge on alone time and starting my morning specific ways um because regardless of where i am i can go outside i can plant my feet and i can drink a cup of coffee Um, And I feel like that's huge for me and also doing things like I always have a space set up that's my own. It's in the form of a podcast studio now, but I've always had somewhere that I can go where I disconnect from people in my house, from people anywhere, from electronic devices, and where I can go and literally recharge myself. And so I keep certain things in my life that are constant. So that regardless of change that I have, I can
0: spiritually reconnect where I'm comfortable. I honestly love alone time. And I totally respect having a space in your home that's just for you granted, I, my whole entire house is for me, but if, and when I am sharing space with someone or some, like something changes in my life, I need that spot to meditate and to vibe. Because one thing that a lot of teachers have spoken to me is like, if you are trying to meditate And you're looking at dirty dishes or laundry or your messed up bed, you will not be able to meditate freely and clearly. And my mentor has a meditation room. So when I created um, my business, I turned my art room into like the meditation chill room. And it was a game changer because even when I have guests over, we don't go in there. Like no one chills in there with me. It's not chill time with other people. If I'm in there, like my cats don't even go in there. It's plants and me and cards and music and that's it and it's such a vibe because when I go in there I can literally tune out the entire world I literally forget the world exists there were at least eight Friday nights prior to my Saturn return perfecting in February I spent four we or four weekends in a row every Friday just painting vibing chilling Then I spent four Fridays in a row, just like meditating and listening to music and like not doing anything. But I know that it was like for two whole months every weekend. And it was literally a breakthrough moment for me personally, because I realized how free I was and how I had so many options. But the only option that sounded the best was hanging out with myself and being with myself. I
1: think that because I get told a lot like, oh, I can't meditate because I can't be like I can't be still for that long or I can't be quiet for that long. And I don't think people understand like you can literally meditate while you're writing a book because you're you are doing something that's putting your energy from inside out into something and where you're getting something back. People can meditate while they're driving and they just listen to music and your thoughts are still and you're just living in the moment that you're in right then. So I think that if you're somebody who doesn't already meditate, finding out different ways to meditate, there are, even if you're somebody who like, you need to just be focused on that thing. YouTube has guided meditations. I recommend those to my clients all the time where it walks you through how to do your breath and what to imagine and how to shut off your mind from the other things so that you can focus on this one thing. I feel like, meditation is silencing the fuckery around you and figuring out how to actually be in a moment with yourself. And some people are fine with silence when they meditate and they're fine with just sitting there with their thoughts. Some people are really trying to heal from things that are really difficult and being alone with yourself and being in silence with your own thoughts is very difficult. And I feel like, that doesn't help you heal if you're just reliving things because you're quietly alone. Whereas that's where like a guided meditation or listening to music in the background while you're doing things, that is going to be a way that you're
0: able to tap into just some peace. Also listening to music that you like, that's relaxing can also be meditation. I love meditating to classical music where I just think about people that were making this music and how iconic it was and I try to like imagine that I'm there and like Beethoven's symphony is playing in the background but yet is Beethoven himself and it's actually you can make it fun you can you know listen to different time periods of music and even like teleport to those time periods and imagine what it would be like. And that's a way to work with your thoughts because you're going to have thoughts during meditation. Super misconception that you're not going to have a thought coming through, but you have to redirect yourself back to center and focus and harmony. And even when you're a pro and you sit down and meditate, your mind will still wander throughout the meditation. So more so it's about breath and stillness setting a moment aside for this moment not what you need to do what you should do what you're going to do but the moment that you're in is really the only one that we have and I think a lot of people are so stuck on all these opposite timelines that they're not here to even create their most perfect timeline because they are all over the place I think that people try to match
1: their timeline to be other people's timeline as well, which is why they're so all over the place because you're literally trying to do what somebody else is doing or says that you need to do on this certain fucking plan and timeline and get there at a certain time. And this is what you're going to do and you don't deviate from it. And I feel like the nine to five job grind tells you about that. The, you have to have kids right now while you're young tells you that. And someone was just talking, um, one of my family members was just talking over the weekend about how, you know, people used to say that you couldn't have kids at a certain age. And so everybody was having their children really young. And then now less and less and less people are having children young and those trying can't, um, the, the statistic of them getting pregnant young is so much less. And people now that are older that were told like you're in the risk are the ones who are now having kids because they're more established and they've done their own timeline, which I feel like is just shifts the timeline.
0: Time is an illusion, super imaginary concept that everyone has agreed to. So I would advise you to hop off the hamster wheel, stop basing your days around Fridays and Saturdays or whatever. Stop, you know, labeling Monday as a bad day or all of these society norms and think for yourself. I encourage you, think for yourself in times of change, in times of revolution and evolution. Everything must come to a balanced scale and I promise you all of the destruction and madness and war will subside when people begin to wake up and they're not being forced to stay asleep. Right now, people are so worried about survival, they don't have time to thrive. They don't have time to step into their power. Mm-hmm. And I send my love to the people who are in survival because for many many years of my life, early adulthood and, you know, teenage years, I put myself into a survival mode trying to control or manipulate my timeline instead of just doing the work. Fulfilling the karma, working through the trauma. I was trying to blame or, you know, subside the drama within with extracurricular activities. And none of that fixes your problems. Money does not fix your problems. Love, kids, none of that. And I think the more that we take accountability, the more that we recognize that we have power that's when the spiritual revolution starts. Like right now we're in the awakening and we will transit to the spiritual revolution. And I'm telling you, get your swords or your pen or whatever, get it ready because you all have a role to play in this or you would not be here. So if you are thinking, well, I don't know what my role is, start today to find out.
1: Yeah, and on what you're saying about time, I also feel like people who are very, I mean, we're all... Told to be focused on the timeline, but then we don't put energy into things. We think things like, well, I'll get to that later, or well, that'll come to me eventually, but I'm really young right now and I have plenty of time to be doing that and be doing this. So that's when people get stagnant energy because when you're sitting there and you keep on going, well, I'll get to that later, or it's going to come to me. Before you know it, all of this time has passed. And not only did you not do that thing, but nothing ever came to you, baby, because you didn't put any energy into there saying, I want this to come out. So I'm putting this energy into it. If you want to do it right this minute, do it right this minute. Don't wait for a later time to come along because you're never going to actually do
0: it. We've talked about this before, and I want to reemphasize. You have to do it while you have the energy or passion or emotion to do it. And I'll talk about this time and time again. I've went through so many emotions that at one point in my journey, I was just over pouring emotions in poetry and in journals and writing and realizations and epiphanies and visions. I mean, the list goes on and my journals are all over the place. Like it could be a manifestation um, that I was writing or a sign or a poem all in one page, because at that time in my life, I was just outpouring so much condensed emotion that was like stored in my body, so much pain so much trauma so much energy was stored in me and at that time it didn't make sense a lot of my poetry i go back and read it and i'm like it makes no fucking sense what are you talking about but (laughs) i'm like glad that i wrote it because the, the part of me then knew what i was talking about but now that i've transmuted and worked through that trauma it doesn't make sense to have that much emotion about something that I could literally let go of or like forgive or release. And so when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, that girl had like some soul just like pouring out on the paper. She had no clue what she was even seeing or saying and she was being gas lit by everybody around her that she was crazy that she was on drugs or she was something was wrong with her that she was talking crazy she's talking about this you know how most people see the conspiracy theorists in their family they're like something's wrong with that person when the Mm -hmm. whole time they're just awake and they're seeing things differently than you or they're more sensitive than you and a lot of people that are going to go to the forefront are going to be leading with their heart and their emotion and that's what's going to be popular all of this quick get rich, take money from other people schemes are going to be exposed now that Neptune and is in Pisces for the next little bit. And we're going to be able to see things for what they really are. The illusions are coming off. Neptune's the planet of illusions and drugs or anything really that has to do with being under the veil spiritually and the veil is going to be lifted. And I feel as if most of the people who are okay with settling at this time in the next six months to a year are going to have that switch turned on for them. And I think that the awakening goes in waves because we need leaders and we need people that are before the masses and we need people that and it's not just like one leader. It's a group. It's it's you know that's these people's destiny. It's people's calling to lead, to be a grounding force, to encourage others. And that's why I do this. I'm so inspired to watch all of this unfold. So there is a better world for my children and beyond.
1: Something um, I was just thinking about was when you talked about how you went back and you were reading through like old journals and you were seeing your old poetry, and then you were able to in that moment see all the things that like other people had projected onto you. And I think that that self-reflection and that inner work is something that's so crucial for healing your inner peace and something that is like going to happen on people's shadow work journeys, where that's a huge step is analyzing and saying what things about me are actually things about me and like my spirit and my character. And what are things that people have just projected onto me? And that's how you transform into being your true version of yourself is by figuring out who you actually are and not what other people have told you that you are. Because, you know, you can go to communicate with somebody and you can be a great communicator and somebody can tell you, well, you're really aggressive when you talk to me like that. And then you would know, okay, so I'm, I'm a very direct speaker And that's what's true about you and somebody else took that as aggressive because they have their own thing to handle, but it doesn't mean that you then need to absorb oh well I'm an aggressive talker so I better just not say anything.
0: To add a lot of what people tell you about yourself are more so an insecurity they have of their own. So for me, I'm super confident. And that either upsets people and rubs them the wrong way, or they feel empowered by me. And I've noticed, especially with dressing how I want or posting what I want, the people who know me, either are really behind that or are really triggered by it. And I'm cool with it. Cause I'm not going to change who I am for anyone, but I do think it's funny that people get the impression when a woman is empowered in her own confidence and her own radiance and her own divine goddess energy, that they're either very inspired or very turned off by that. And that's why so many women are out here playing small because their husband or boyfriend or spouse would never let them do that. And if I let them ask, For permission, baby? No. If there's a decision that needs to be made, I'm going to, of course, talk about it to my partner in a collaborative state. Not I'm asking for your permission, but I'm asking for your opinion because I love you and I care about you. And I want your opinion or I want your energy in on this because it's important to me. But something as simple as confidence or radiance will really separate you from the crowd because most people are just trying to blend and fit in or be like someone else. And I think that I love being around very beautiful and powerful women because they're bad bitches for one. And for two, that's inspiration to me, people taking their trauma and the things that were meant to hold them down and turning that into personal power is unstoppable energy. And that's what I admire about this journey is the people who have been beaten and broken the most are always the ones to lead the masses. They're always the ones to speak to people's souls because they've visited the depths of their own soul and did that shadow work and learned more about those instances and their history or their cycles. And they've broken those cycles.
1: Yeah. That's you trying to go for healed energy and healing energy instead of like victim based mentalities, because there are people who go through those things too, and they do the opposite and, um, leech onto other people. And so I think, I think we're aligned in that aspect of always trying to, to find the people who have done something with that energy that elevates them and inspires people around them and pushes them. I get motivated by that as well because i'm like holy shit we've been through the same kinds
0: of things and this is what you've turned that into so it is possible if you never see someone that looks like you make it how would you know it's possible so it's insane to me that the people you grew up with or the people that you know will be the first ones to try to talk shit about your success or hold you back from stepping into that confident power so once again We go back to your environment is the main factor. If your foundation is built on gravel instead of concrete, baby, guess what's going to happen the first time it rains? It's going to shake it up a little bit. So I do feel like so many people would have so much better luck and more abundance, and more opportunity in their life, if they put themselves in a position to rise above what they've been handed, like you can still win with two pair over a straight, if you bluff the other person into thinking that you have it all, the royal flush, you know, so you can't play The same game every single time you go up to bat. Like you got to have a strategy and you have to have a mindset that's going to take you where you want to go and stop looking to other people on the internet or whoever that maybe have what you want, but they don't have the same path that you have. So to get there, you can't look to them or ask them for advice. You have to find people who are doing what you want to do or find people that are inspiring you in a way that will change your entire life.
1: Yeah. And I think that there's a difference between being inspired by somebody and their energy and their work ethic and, and whatever, and being jealous of what they have or thinking that you have to replicate what they're doing in order to like actually be inspired by that. And that's not the case. It can go as far as oh, I'm inspired because Paige has a Patreon and she does all these things on her Patreon and gives that to other people. Okay, great. I'm going to go and create a Patreon, but I'm not going to go and give you daily affirmations and, you know, tarot lessons and whatever, because that's not how I do it. And I could never do what she does. I'll do it this other way. And so that's just, I just feel like, that's an example of being inspired and motivated and Also sticking true to who you are and what you're doing and what your personal journey and
0: path is. One of the most important things to me is to watch other people evolve in things that they're passionate about. And there are billions of artists and musicians and people with pure talent that are not using it, period. They're not using it at all. They don't even think about it. Going to Hobby Lobby and spending $200 just sounds absurd, but going to sushi and spending $120 on the family is fun. So it's like, that's your comfort zone. That's the insecurities around your own gifts and abilities because you have been instilled with fear rather than confidence energy, rather than abundance energy and motivation energy. And we'll just go ahead and say, most of us didn't have role models, we were probably surrounded by people we don't want to be like. So guess what? You're in the age of information and you have way more ability to shift the reality in literally three weeks, then give it three months, then give it three years. And I promise you, you will be so shocked at where the universe has led you when you followed the memo and you got the memo and you saved it and you read it and you didn't just say, no, I need another son. No, I need, I need Jesus himself to rise from the dead before I could even think about spirituality. Like, no, get real. All of the things that you're afraid of have been programmed into you. So why are you still
1: afraid? I agree. And I don't know why, but something that you said um, shifted me into thinking about um, trying to motivate and push people to do things because you see perspective and potential in them that they don't see in themselves and wasting your energy and your time on putting so much into but you could be great if you just did blah, blah, blah. Do you realize that if they wanted, you can support people without giving them all of your energies, hopes, expectations, and dreams, because that is what you see for them. That is the vision that you see. That clearly isn't the vision that they see for themselves. So it can be toxic for you to be pushing people and trying to motivate them to do something that they don't even want to do the way that you're saying and you could use that energy and that motivation that you have for what somebody else could should would be doing and use it on your own self because you're not actually doing anything but judging
0: what the person next to you is doing and telling them to elevate. A lot of people are looking for a quick come up, like a quick moment that changes their life, a quick get rich scheme or a quick doesn't happen. Opportunity. No. You know what happens? You prepare for a long time for that moment. For the moment that changes everything, you must have been prepared for it. Because if not, if you were not putting that work in behind the scenes, when the opportunity came about, you wouldn't even have been at the table. Like you have to be prepared for the unexpected. And that's what I tell myself on a regular basis is the universe will surprise you when you quit expecting things. When you don't expect understanding, you don't expect support, you don't expect clients to book with you. You don't expect anything. I literally don't expect anything except magic. And therefore I will only allow magic into my field. And I think getting out of the mindset that people owe you anything or that you deserve, um, a quick come up or a manager or a record deal or whatever, like get out of the mindset that you deserve that. Because I'm going to be honest, there are probably hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of people that are working harder than you that haven't had that come up. And let's just face the reality. Everybody thinks they're special. You're not. You're unique. We're all unique, but we're not using those unique abilities because instead we're trying to blend in with the crowd. So quit thinking you're special, get up off your ass and do the inner work that's the only way you're going to get the abundance or the opportunities that you want is to quit blocking your own blessings with limiting beliefs and doing everything that you're told.
1: Yeah. And if you're doing things that you're truly passionate about and that you are driven to do. It's not going to feel like work that you've been putting in for years and you can't believe that you haven't made it yet and you can't whatever. And I've said it before when we've talked, when you start putting action into even the smallest steps towards doing what you want to do, you literally feel like you just conquered the world and you're fucking doing the the thing. And before you know it, you're like, wow, look at all this that I've been building, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. I was just kind of doing the daily, the day-to-day steps. And, and I was educating myself, or I was putting this content out, or I was doing this, or I was doing that. And that's where, when you put things on a timeline, you disappoint yourself and you disappoint people around you who were cheering you on, expecting you to be done at a certain time,
0: because you put that limit on you and the people around you. Also, I feel like expecting more from other people than you expect from yourself is another key factor and a red flag that you need to shift your mindset because a lot of people want it done for them. They want their mother or their father to apologize for everything they've done, or they want this, or they want that. Quit seeking closure from people who are literally miserable and in their own head. Like, quit seeking closure from situations that need to literally leave your reality ASAP. Like, quit seeking closure to make yourself feel better or validated for your bad decisions and choices. Well, and
1: how do you expect closure from things when you haven't shifted your own perspective to see it from other other angles and other ways. The more that you're elevating yourself, I feel like the higher you get and the more broad your view is of things that you've gone through and relationships that you have with other people. And if you're not actually putting that energy in and you're just staying there going, I'm waiting for my mom to give me an apology. Well, you may find out that when you're elevating and you're looking down on it, oh, well, my mom was just being my mom and I wasn't owed anything anyways.
0: You know what I mean? Exactly. And at this time, self-accountability is being rewarded tenfold. So just holding yourself accountable for some of the things that have happened instead of putting that blame on everyone else will send a signal to the universe that you're ready for the next level. But until you get out of that stage of your development and understanding as a soul, having this human experience, you will always be in broken cycles. You will keep repeating karmic cycles that should have ended. You will stay dancing in the shadows and in the fire, just letting it consume you rather than letting it empower you. And the fire is supposed to light your way. So having that fire in your soul is so important and not letting it consume you in literally take everything away from you. You know, some people fall into these very dark cycles, and then they see the world through a very dark lens. And I think that's the imagination of the collective right now is thinking dark or thinking negative or seeing the stuff in the news and just believing it to be truth. And at this time, I get all my truth from spirit. They tell me when I'm going to be okay or when I need to take a left turn or when I need to move differently in the world. And until spirit sends that SOS, baby, the vision hasn't changed at all. And we're still moving right on schedule. So get with it, get left behind. We really don't care because the people who are truly doing this for humanity and for their soul and their lineage don't care about the ones that are doubting the vision because you're going to see it sooner or later. Mm-hmm. I'm also getting you a sign that says at this time, and we're going to put it
1: um, somewhere that you can see it every day, because that is the thing that you say, that's like your tagline and I'm here for it. At this time, I just really think that
0: people at this time, we just need to be <laughs> it's hitting right now. And it's hitting different for everyone who knows you know that at this time we're going next <laughs> level at this time I'm going to pick up my yacht
1: oh at this time I'm coming to Kentucky to be can you can you send a yacht
0: out in Kentucky they have like these huge houseboats that look like I mean it's not a yacht but it, it's fucking massive so yeah people have big boats on on the lakes here yeah for sure like Boats and hoes, I'm about it. I'll be in Kentucky soon. Oh, sit, sleep like 60 people and stuff, so for sure.
1: I don't want 60 people around me.
0: Only if they're bad bitches. Well, yes, the baddest
1: bitches, but then you have to be on the water with people. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I'm
0: getting anxiety. <laughs> so Diana, Jim and I, let's hear what you want to leave us with today and what you think everyone should focus on for the next two weeks? Oh, for the next two weeks,
1: um, finding out what it is that you want to be putting your energy into and literally start taking the steps that you need to take in order to manifest what you're wanting and really stop letting people's perceptions and people's comments and people's expectations limit you or drive you. Um, because whether it is positive or negative, it's unnecessary because you're the only one who can be putting steps in for yourself. Um, If there are things that you're not happy with in your personal world, figure out what you can be doing to make things different, whether that is that you're communicating with people around you that, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not happy with this anymore and we need to elevate it or it's you removing yourself from situations so that you can find your best and highest sense of good
0: follow your heart baby it'll take you where you need to go and thank you for being here with us and for all of your support and energy towards the podcast we really appreciate it and we are sending you all so much love yes and please you guys
1: um go on and listen to the podcast like it Send us anytime that an episode is hitting and you guys are like, damn, I'm really feeling this. Send us a message and tell us that because that fuels our spirit too. Um, And it really helps other people be able to listen to the podcast when you like and subscribe. And if you guys are able to leave like
0: a little review and star it, that's awesome too. If you have any topics that you want to hear from us that involve spirituality, taboo, conspiracy theories and beyond, email us. All of those details are in the box. Come to our websites, tell us, contact us through social media. However, wherever, we are here to serve and to enlighten.
1: Yes. And until next time, you guys, it's been great. Bye-bye.